Welcome to another episode of the Luxury Weekly. I took a break last week, therefore this episode is packed with news from the past two weeks and you will see that things in China move very fast. Also, do not take a tequila shot every time I say Burberry because you might get in trouble. 1. Burberry partnered with El Japan to launch a virtual store which is available for one month only to showcase the upcoming Spring-Summer 21 collection. Users will be able to buy items from that collection. The virtual store replicates Burberry's flagship in Ginza and will be accessible on L and L Girls Japanese websites as well as the dedicated URL burberry-ginza.com. Burberry partnered with actress Aleisa Ikeda who created five styling videos that users can discover in this virtual experience. 2. Another news about Burberry. The brand's designer, Ricardo Tisci, developed two skins for Yao, who is the heroine of a video game called Honor of Kings. Think of skins as outfits for your character in a video game. Using the brand's signature checks, trench coats, and monograms, the two outfits are inspired by looks from the upcoming Spring-Summer 21 collection. Players from mainland China can buy the skins in the game and keep them permanently in their collection. The strategic objective for Burberry is to strengthen the partnership it already has with Tencent, which is the game's publisher. This creative and innovative move is also a way for Burberry to tap deeper into the Chinese consumer mindset and develop its brand awareness in China. That news came out two weeks ago. Now, let's see what happened last week. 3. Last week, Burberry publicly criticized the cotton originating from the Xinjiang region, claiming it was controversial. This opinion was very poorly received by Chinese shoppers, but also gamers, and as a form of retaliation, Tencent decided to simply cancel the partnership with Burberry, who will no longer provide skins for the game Honor of Kings. I told you that things move very fast in China. Burberry is not the only brand facing intense backlash after voicing their concerns about cotton sourced from that region. Chinese consumers, encouraged by the government, also call for the boycott of H&M and Nike, which has already resulted in the closure of six H&M stores in mainland China. However, according to analysts, such boycotts do happen once in a while, as it was already the case in Turkey or the US, for example. They don't last, and these international brands will most likely not change their stand on such sensitive subjects. 4. Ted Baker became the first fashion brand to launch an official club on Clubhouse. For the two listeners out there who don't know what Clubhouse is, it's an audio chat app which rose to prominence over the past few months and it's by invitation only while the app is still in beta. Many designers and brands are already active by participating in discussions in existing rooms and building their follower base. Ted Baker is the first label to get the club status which allows it to control the content and discussions. They can curate specific content and partnerships through multiple rooms under their branded club. The brand is starting with a six-part series called Conversations in Culture, hosted by Abraxas Higgins, who is a prominent clubhouse content creator with more than 370,000 followers. Each live audio session will also be repackaged as a podcast series available on Apple and Spotify. This is only the beginning and I will probably keep updating you every week as Clubhouse becomes an important marketing channel to connect with fans and followers and gives way to an entire new type of content creation. 5. After leaving social media a few months ago, Bottega Veneta just announced the launch of a quarterly digital magazine. Mixing fine art, photography, fashion and live videos, 
The new format is also a way to feature Bottega's products in all sorts of situations, from the more traditional fashion shoots in Milan to the redesign of products using unusual materials such as marble, ice or jelly. The digital magazine is called Issue 01 and is accessible at issuedbybottega.com. If you remember, the earning reports from Kering a few weeks ago, Bottega was one of the only luxury brands reporting a positive growth in 2020 with revenues up 4% versus 2019. The brand is doing well under the helm of designer Daniel Lee, who is highly regarded for his overarching approach to fashion, mixing architecture, art and culture in the overall construction of Bottega Veneta as a luxury maison. I love the innovative ways taken by Bottega, which is not new given that other maisons have produced their own media, like Cartier, Hermès, Acne or Gucci, but this trend is important as the role of brands has evolved in this modern economy. Customers expect to be inspired and entertained. In this new role of being a curator of taste and culture, we will see more and more brands developing that type of in-house marketing capabilities. 6. This is the perfect transition for the next news. Luxury Japanese skincare brand SK2 announced the opening of a global film studio. It will be located in Singapore, where the brand is headquartered, and will bring together filmmakers, animators, musicians and content creators to create ongoing visual and digital work dedicated to women's empowerment stories. Eight films will be released in 2021, with the first one called The Center Lane. It debuts on March 29 on sk2.com and YouTube. So what's the strategic objective? While long-form content usually doesn't convert as much as short forms or images, the creation of a strong cultural narrative tackling current social issues is a way for brands to consolidate their image and gain loyal customers in the long term. 7. On the product launch side, luxury hair care brand The Way launched a $32 shampoo for cats and dogs. This product was originally launched as a capsule collection in 2018, but it's now backed by popular demand as a permanent fixture of their product lineup. The pet market is booming and pet adoption skyrocketed during the pandemic. According to Mintel, revenue for pet care products and services surpassed $100 billion, and 50% of millennials have considered adopting a pet since the start of the pandemic. The shampoo is called Fur Bebe, pun intended, and it will be distributed at the Way's traditional retail partners, including Sephora. What's interesting is that Sephora doesn't sell human babies products yet, but it now sells a pet shampoo. This is really indicative of trends, but also of their consumer-based priorities. Then, Porsche launched an electrical bike inspired by the design of their electric car Taycan Cross Turismo. The price of the bike starts at $8,500. Finally, Dior unveiled another pop-up, the third one I'm mentioning on this podcast since December, and this time it's all about customization. Located in New York, in Soho, clients are able to personalize classic Dior products, including handbags and shoes. 8. On the sustainability side, Lancome launched a global sustainability initiative called Caring Together for a Happier Tomorrow. The program is built around three main pillars, protecting biodiversity, helping people to consume sustainably, and empowering women. In order to achieve its biodiversity protection goals, Lancome will focus on a subset of actions, including agricultural practices, eco-conscious formula and packaging, 
partnerships with institutions and using green science and biotechnology. Last year, the brand purchased a domain in Grasse, the capital city of perfume in the south of France, and it produces Centifolia roses. That domain is being turned not only as a source of raw materials, but also into a shelter of biodiversity, including rare bird species. By 2025, 100% of the roses used in Lancôme's formulations will be organic. Biotechnology and green science also allow the brand to produce nature-derived ingredients, which helps limit the use of raw materials from nature. On the recycling side, the brand wants to use 100% recycled or biosourced plastics by 2030. Finally, still on the topic of sustainability, Alexander McQueen and Balenciaga announced that they will no longer use fur in their designs. It leaves only two brands within the caring group which have to announce that they are banning the use of fur, Brioni and Saint Laurent. 9. Let's review a few noteworthy collaborations. First of all, Lady Gaga partnered with Dom Perignon to develop a limited edition bottle design. A film will be released on April 6 to unveil the design and explain the spirit behind this collaboration. Pun intended. Lady Gaga, again, also announced that her makeup brand, House Labs, was opening an influencer content creation studio in partnership with Klarna, the Buy Now, Pay Now Later company. Based in Los Angeles, the space will be open for the community to come and create without rules. And a $10,000 grant, selected influencers will have full access to the studio and creative teams from House Labs. Finally, Toomey partnered with McLaren to develop a collection of sleek, sports car-inspired luggage. 10. A few financial news. Neiman Marcus refinanced $1.1 billion in debt by issuing a bond, buying the company time and modestly reducing its interest obligations. If you remember, Neiman Marcus was able to shed a lot, but not all, of its debt during the bankruptcy process last fall, and it also recently spun off its MyTheresa e-commerce unit, which had been a long-time source of growth. This refinancing lowers the financial risk for Neiman Marcus investors, but does not deleverage the company, which is still heavily in debt. Finally, German drugstore chain Douglas received a lifeline in the form of a 2.4 billion euro refinancing and equity deal just two months after being on the verge of bankruptcy and closing 500 stores. In a similar fashion to Neiman Marcus, Douglas turned to the junk bond capital market to raise money and its ability to sell that kind of bond shows investors' confidence in the upcoming recovery of the sector. That's it for today. Thanks again for listening. As usual, if you like this podcast, it helps me tremendously to leave a comment on Apple Podcasts as well as a five-star rating. And now I feel like an Uber driver. See you next week.